Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault Arcana at Blackstone Motors that comes with a five-year warranty. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details. Welcome to Late Lunch this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you had a lovely bank holiday weekend. I had, and the weather wasn't half bad either, was it? Anyway, we begin a new week of Late Lunch, this final week of October. Lots of chat coming up today. We're looking at the border, 100 years on, a little bit later on on the show. I'm staying Irish with my artists of the week. The Halloween brack. Kevin Dundon is with us. He says it's a cinch to make a brack. Our Louise, all ears cocked. She's going to find out shortly. She's going to take it on, is she, for us? We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, the brackets easy to make. Kevin will be with us in a while. Keith Duffy's here. He's the dog-based auctioneer. We're talking about property and more besides. And if you want to get in touch with us on the show, the numbers, as usual, are 086-1800-658-1850-715958. The first number is WhatsApp or text. The second is the phone, of course. Now, we begin our show today with a young lady who's a rising star in the world of comedy. She won a huge bursary last year from the BBC. She's a co-producer of the FadCamp podcast and when I read this quote from her recently I'll read it for you. It says After a lifetime of dieting, I plan never to diet again. I said I just gotta have a word with Grace Mulvey. Hello Grace. Hi, thanks for having me on. Not love the introduction. Love it. <laughs> Not at all. You know, every word of it, I mean, I mean that. Honestly, honestly, honestly. Well, listen to me here, young one. Uh, you've given up. It's over. The show is over. You don't care what passes your lips anymore. No, yeah, you're totally right. The show is over. I have closed the curtains on dieting. You're absolutely right. Like, listen, and I don't regret a moment of it. From the moment I decided to stop <laughs> dieting, my life definitely has become a lot more enjoyable I have to say Grace you have to tell them this one you've been up and down the road with diets over the years that's all I, over the years <laughs> is all I can say tell them about the hypnotist please oh yeah well listen like I honestly think since I came out the womb I've been on a diet like of some sort <laughs> um, the hypnotist one was a low point in my life basically I and I've heard you know what it was this is I heard that Lily Allen had done it. That's how I... And, of course, I get all my health expertise from, you know, pop stars. So I went and decided, well, if it's good enough for Lily Allen, it's good enough for me. So I went to a hypnotist who puts you under a hypnotic kind of spell and pretends to do um, a gastric band surgery on you so that it will trick your mind into thinking that you've had a gastric band. Like, to the point where the person who did it played like beeping noises in the background, you know, was like scalpel and, you know, <laughs> pretended to actually do surgery on me. So I'm not even, you know, I obviously have so little shame. I'm I'm going to tell you, I spent over 300 euro on this <gasps> on one session. <laughs> My God. And there was no gastric ban or no benefit. <laughs> no, listen, I, I think afterwards I didn't feel like eating, but I think that was because I realised how much money I just made. <laughs> I, I don't think it had anything to do with the actual hypnotherapy. But it just shows you like, you know, I'm a, I'm a healthy person. I'm just not a thin person. Mm. And it, it really shows the length we are all willing to go to mm. to just be a bit smaller. And it was only like during the first lockdown where I was, you know, like everyone, we were like, listen, we're going through this pandemic. 
everyone was turning to the thing that comforted them. Some people, it was drink. It was that for me as well, to be honest with you. But also, it was like, you know, food, baking, a bit of, you know, getting a bit of, like, comfort in. Yeah. And I and I started panicking. Like, a lot of people, I started panicking. I was like, oh, God, no, this would be the worst thing in the world now if I, God forbid, you know, actually enjoyed food and put on a bit of weight. That would be the worst thing ever, even though we're going through this global pandemic. And you know what? I was about to start another very expensive diet. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I had the, you know, the card in your hand when you're about to pay for it online. And I was like, you know what? What if I do something mad? Something so mad that I actually think it might be illegal. What if I actually liked my body mm. and didn't diet? What if I decided mm. for the first time in my adult life to not diet, just listen to my body, like it, and see what happens? And ever since I've done that, things have just changed for me. And it's it's not that it's like an overnight, like I still have days where I'm like, oh, maybe I should, you know, days where you don't like yourself. Everyone has days like yeah. that. Like we're all human. Mm. But I still, I'm like, do you know what? I'm just not going to diet. And I haven't fixated on food and it's just really helped me and it's just been a lot more fun. So you're yeah. in a much better place. How, and, and, yeah. and this, tell our listeners this, you haven't ballooned in any way. Well, no, I'm not here now about to be airlifted out of my house. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, like, what's funny is, I find, anyway, with dieting, dieting makes you fixate on food. Mm. Like, as in, you know, because if you say to someone, you can't have that chocolate, all you're going to think about is that chocolate. Yes. But when I kind of took that away, I don't think about food as much. I more just go, oh, I'm hungry now. Oh, yeah, I'll have lunch. Okay, what have I in for lunch? Instead of being like, right, I'm only allowed to have this. I'm not allowed to have a carb now. I'm only allowed to have this much. And I have to, like, you know, weigh out my chicken. And I have to do... It kind of takes the fun out of it. Now I just go, what do I actually want? And what's funny is, most of the time you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? I do fancy, though. You know, last night I had, like, you know, kind of something heavy for dinner. Actually, kind of fancy maybe even just... I don't know, a bit of soup. Like, mm. you kind of just go with what you want. Yes. And my body, from what I can tell, <laughs> hasn't really changed. I don't weigh myself. You know what I mean? Like, I just, now I just wear clothes and I know, you know, my body is just my body and it's doing great and it's really healthy. Now, at times I can be like, oh, I wish I looked like all of the people who are really have loads of plastic surgery. But <laughs> I don't because I haven't gotten any yet. <laughs> if I'm going to, I don't think I will. But like, you know, Good on yeah, you. I'm fairly normal. Good on yeah. you, Grace. Good on you. But here, listeners, I suppose, sitting listening today and they're thinking, tell us, Grace, what, you know what, your highest weight, what, what would you have been at your heaviest and what would you have come down to? What were the swings? Um, well, I, I don't want to say what my actual weights were. The reason being is that can be very difficult for people out there okay. who might be kind of suffering from kind of eating right. disorders. Or a lot of people um, do. But I think like, what would the lie, difference was, be? Without saying, yeah, without saying the highest or the lowest, what would yeah. the difference be then? Tell us between the highest and lowest. Oh, I'd say like when I was at my heaviest, which was during my teenage years, which mm. was when I was also dieting the most, mm. and most extreme dieting, which a lot of teenage girls go through. And oh, I, you know, I, I definitely would have been in the, in the about two or three dress sizes bigger than I am now. Okay. Right, and then we get also you. at my lowest, I would have been two or three dresses <laughs> smaller than I am now. Right. So as you can tell, a swing. because I've yeah, I've now kind of settled mm. at a weight. By the way, that if I still went into a lot of diet places, they tell me to lose about two or three stone. I know that because I have been told that, and yet I don't think. I need to lose that. My, myself, I like the way I look. May today, I say something maybe, here? Maybe not tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But you know what I mean? Today, I like it. <laughs> May I say something here? Yeah. I, I've been looking at you earlier on. Not, not in person, but I was looking at pictures of you and doing a little bit of research before you came on today. I think you look great. And listen, I, I couldn't agree with you more today. <laughs> but once again, tomorrow, I might completely disagree with you. Uh, That's the way we were. Yes. But, yeah, listen, but you know what? Like, you know, ever since, since, like, giving up diet, and that's kind of the way I look at it, mm. I think it's more my energy is able to go to other places. Like, if you're on a diet, honestly, I found, now I can't speak for everyone, but I am just totally, all my energy's going into, okay, what am I eating at lunch? What am I eating at dinner? Oh, when I go to bed early because then I get to wake up and eat breakfast, you know, whatever. Yeah. But now my energy goes into okay, I have to get my writing done. I need to perform tonight. Oh, I want to see a friend. Everything goes into other places because when you're hungry, you can't think about anything but being hungry. Mm. So 
sense that I won the BBC Gatlin Simpson bursary and I set up the podcast Fad Camp and that was where me and Connor, a friend of mine, who we always talked about the guys we've done. And we were like, God, there's such fun there's so it's so funny the amount of money we've thrown at it and the different things we've tried to do that we were like, let's just do a podcast and see if other people have gone through this. And the response has been amazing from mm. people. And I think it's been great to hear, I think, a guy talk about it as well because you yes. don't really hear men talk about dieting. And, you know, Connor's done the potato diet, which pretty much I think was the diet my mother grew up on. But that's just like, mm. once again, all you eat is potatoes. Like, you're not even going to put butter or salt in it. All right? <laughs> it has to be a plain boiled potato. Can you believe Like, you know, but... By even just talking about it and having all the funny stories that we've had. Like, I did a 30-day juice cleanse. Okay, now I say I did a 30-day juice cleanse. By day eight, I felt and looked like a translucent jellyfish that <laughs> I literally was like, <laughs> I, to, I was like, I have to eat something. Like, I was like I'm done. I, I honestly thought I forgot how to chew. So, you know, we've done these extreme things. Yes. I think when people listen, they feel a bit better because they feel like, oh, I'm not alone. And I, you know, a lot of these sites are set up for you to fail and I think people don't want to talk about it because mm. they feel like they've failed and they yeah. feel embarrassed but if you listen to us you won't feel embarrassed because we've put it all out the table well it is <laughs> terrific it's called the FAD F-A-D FAD yeah. Camp, Camp Podcast FAD Camp yeah. Podcast and it's Connor Dowling and uh, Grace Mulvey and you have a huge following I see that on it as well I did that juice thing here once for a week did you how'd you find us I was nearly under the table here by Friday <laughs> <laughs> unable to speak I have to say and, yeah. and you know I found it very tough I have to say like yourself I, I really really did but listen when you went to the doc or your doc really that was the seminal moment when your doctor yeah. said those words to you what did he say those those few words just really changed the whole dynamic yeah so like even just a bit of background I, I had been on a very very restrictive diet um, and I lost about four stone in nearly eight months now that's a, that's a very extreme weight loss mm. And my body just stopped losing weight because I think it was in a bit of a, they call it, I think, like a famine mode where it wants to retain the fat because, you know, scares that you're losing weight. So I went to a doctor and I was talking about, oh, you know what, I'm going to cut out my raspberry yogurt in the morning because that's what's going to change my life and that'll make me all better. And my doctor just said the words, and in a nice way now, I, I think it was a great, he said, listen, you're actually not really a thin person. Like as in, you are not designed to be a thin person. Mm. And it was very difficult to hear at the time. And I didn't hear it, by the way. I went on to do many other diets <laughs> as the years went on. But looking back, I was like, he, he was right. And there was something really liberating in it. Yeah. I am not a thin person. I have tried my entire life to be a thin person. I have fought my body. I have done everything I could possibly to do this thing to be thin. But as much as I can't be a thin person, it'd be like asking Kate Moss to have my body. It would kind of be impossible for her to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, she'd have to dedicate her life to do it. She might be a more naturally thin person. <laughs> I'm not. It doesn't mean that I'm not gorgeous or healthy, because I yes. know I am. <laughs> and it really made my life so much better when I was like, it doesn't, I'm a chubby person. It's fine. I, I think I'm great. I think I look great. And, like, if you disagree, great, you go live your life. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. Lu- Louise, my producer, is after yeah. reminding me, a guest of ours, uh, uh, a regular with us, uh, Kira Burke, once said to me, we're talking about our daughters, and she is four, and she says, really, they're divided two and two, Jerry, uh, and two of them are built... Uh, for comfort, not speed. And that always, <laughs> yeah. Louise has to remind me here, she has to remind me about that. Yeah. And you know, like, she was just saying really what you're saying as well. You know, everybody, their own body, their own build, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and that's what it is about. So anyway, it's over for good. That's the final se- session of diets and dieting and washing the calories and everything. Definitively, Grace oh. Mulvey. Listen, like, I, we're all in a, a diet culture. So, like, I'm still, like, there's days where I feel like, oh, I'll go do this diet. But I know from even going, listen, it's insanity to keep going back to something that you know doesn't work mm. for you. Mm. So, for me, I know for my mental health as well as my actual health, I much prefer to just listen to my body and eat when I think, okay, my body, I want some food now. What, what, what could I eat today? You know, and just go with that instead of fixating on food is better for me. So for the moment, yeah, that's how I look at it. I'm not, I don't want to diet again. I don't want to spend my time and energy on it. 
and at all I can say is that I'm a happier person for it. <laughs> Good <laughs> on you. And you're a funny person and you're going places yeah. with the comedy. And yeah. I've so enjoyed having this wee chat with you today. And remind people again, Fad Camp Podcast, herself and Connor Darling. Check it out. Yeah. Grace, lovely to talk to you. Hopefully we'll meet again and talk again oh, in definitely. the future. Okay, thank you. Take so care of yourself. Not at all. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, there you go. There's a woman who's just uh, awoken to the fact that it doesn't do her, it doesn't work for her. And it does work, I will say, for some people. But I always say everything in moderation. And we're not saying eat rings round you and don't take care of your weight or that. I think if you eat in moderation, have your treats, get a bit of exercise in. Well, you know, it sort of works out for everybody when you do that. It's the extremes, you know, dieting or that type of thing. The extremes or going over the top of eating or that. That's where the problems lie. Late lunch, LMFM radio. If you want to say anything to us, did you find yourself in a similar situation to Grace? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Now, Mr. Kelly, can I just say something? <laughs> Go on. Given it also there about eating in moderation and that's very well... And good to say, but your weight has stayed the same for how many years? Fifteen. Fifteen years. And I've I've seen what you eat. It's not exactly eggs, sandwiches <laughs> every day. Like. I, I, how do you do you I'm, stay the same? I'm such lost for words. I don't, I honestly don't know. The reason I know it's 15. Bring it's, out a book, you'd make millions. Since I had the <laughs> cardiac uh, incident, I've been back to Paul Keelan, my cardi- cardiologist each year, and he said this to me again recently. He says, look at this. Every year, you never vary so slightly, he said. Up, I mean, he says it's minuscule. Do you bring your own weighing scales up? <laughs> no, like, I don't. That's <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but look, at I, I don't know what, I think... I burn a lot of energy, mental energy, do you know what I mean, as well. I don't do enough exercise, I should do more, I know that as well. But maybe it's just my makeup, you know, with my makeup, my cholesterol is up, <laughs> I'll tell you that. And that's maybe a sign of what you see me eating and that as well. I have to sort that out with I new think pills. I you should bring out an exercise book for Christmas <laughs> called uh, Kelly's Belly. <laughs> 15 years. stay the same way for 15 years. 15 years, years on. <laughs> I like the ring of that. So I do, I do indeed. <laughs> but seriously, you know what I'm saying, moderation. It, it is, seems to be the key. You know, we're not saying eat like mad or, you know, you heard there what Grace had to say where she went the other way watching every single calorie of that. But, but there are mad diets out there. Oh, stop, on will you? Of them over the years. Stop. <laughs> Listen, I've, give, I've tried a few just for uh, professional reasons here on the show and... Um, mm. Anyway, coming up on Late Lunch, we're talking property after two with Keith Duffy from DNG Duffy Dundalk and more to come between now and 3.30. But we're heading to news and weather at two. And the company, Sharon Shannon and Monday, the Galway girl. I took a stroll down the old long walk of the day. Ah, uh, Manchester United fans, I felt your pain on Sunday. I felt your pain when you trashed Arsenal at Old Trafford in the day. When Wenger was there, the tables were certainly turned. It's bye-bye, Ollie. I've said it here many times. He's not up to the job. Nice fella, Solskjaer. Great player with United. He is not the man to lead Manchester United forward. I see they've given him a stay of execution, but it's only a stay. It's only a matter of time now with Chelsea and Man City on the way. Oh, United, you got your arses kicked. That's for sure. Liverpool... Crowing home, crowing home after the win in Old Trafford at the weekend. We move on on late lunch and I don't have to remind you if you're in the market to get onto the property ladder. It's been no funner games in recent times. Yes, I remember a day when uh, auctioneers couldn't sell a property during the crash, but now it's an entirely different story. And one man at the heart of the heat in Dundalk is Keith Duffy from DNG Duffy and he's on the line. Hello, Keith. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks very much for joining me. And we're going to talk about a big challenge you're taking on in a few moments' time. But before all that, can I ask you a bit about you? When did you get into this game first? Uh, Jerry, 2001. So I'm sort of 20 years this year at it. Good man yourself. Well, by God, I said a moment ago, were you twiddling your thumbs when the crash happened? <laughs> I twiddled my thumbs. I didn't see it happen, Jerry. Mm. And uh, thankfully, thankfully, we we were that uh, were that tuned into it that when it did happen, all we could do was just work hard to try and get through it. Yes. And here we are at the other side, and we're hit with a whole new raft of barriers to, to deal with. 
Yeah, and and during that crash, like the the arse fell out of it, didn't it? Really, and like people just weren't buying. There was no one being, uh, uh, there were no money being loaned by the banks to people, and property went to a very low ebb. I take it, Keith. Anybody who picked up or had a few bob at that time, well, they've done well for themselves now with the way the prices have risen. Yeah, certainly. Twenty eleven, twelve, and thirteen were what were the years that if you bought then. You're certainly looking at a very good return today. It's no Bitcoin, but it certainly is a very good return. Um, but like people today are buying properties to live in their homes. They, they're, yeah. they're not seeing them as investments. Um, and investors still buy, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, the majority of people we sell to, uh, are this is their forever home in some shape or form. So interesting, once-off investors, people who were advised down that road, where people went in in huge numbers at the time, that day is over. It has, it has dwindled. Um, it has changed. The investor today is more looking at a pension. Mm. It, the structure's a wee bit better. We could talk all day on how it's not incentivized to become a landlord. Uh, and the private landlord is a very, very small part of the market. It's big institutions mm. and big funds today that control the majority of, of the rental properties. Um, and uh, the, the, the Mary and John, the accidental landlord, are still out there. And they're the ones selling today. And it's it's probably why our book is re- reducing in size when mm. it comes to let property. And it's good to see in some developments where there would have been a lot of landlords, you're seeing homeowners move back, move back in. And yes. it's good to see. It, it puts good energy back into developments. Yeah, very, 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 very true. When did it, you know, when you're on a continuum, like you mentioned there, you're what, 20 years out now, mm. and the crash happens and it lasts for a while. When did the wheels start to turn? Can you pinpoint a year when it started to pick up again, really? To me, really, it was 2014. Right. Is when I realised we, 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 we started a development in 2015 called Mount Hamilton in Dundalk. Mm. And we nearly had shredded the file because we didn't think it was going to happen. And the developer rung and said, no, we're going to push on and go ahead. And I remember the first weekend of opening the show house, it was the first real new home development in Loud that had opened. And it was was scary, because you you didn't know, and you were pitching houses at 215,000 for a three-bed, and today they're at 300. So uh, a big difference, Mm. a big difference for the developer as well. Um, obviously then we could talk all night about the price of wood and cement yes. another day's conversation but it's, it's it, it, that was really when it kicked off again for us mm. uh, and, and then from there you saw developers stepping back in and investing and putting a good effort in and a different house they're all energy rated much better homes warmer easier to run so and um, fingers crossed the world is a better place than what it was no this is all part and parcel now going forward and will be it has to be like that and then, then of course it's the big aspect of retrofitting uh, the legacy yeah. uh, pro- properties that are there the, the other thing is this um, today with demand with supply with banks loaning not loaning what, what, what do you make of it is it a combination of all those things that's making it very difficult well, look, back back in normal days, if you take Daft, uh, the website, we in Dundalk, we would have had anything from 180 to 200 houses for sale, second-hand houses. Mm. This morning, I just checked before I came on to you, it was 94. So it's down considerably. Yes. And three months ago, going by my diary, it was 120. So it's it's on a bit of a slippery slope. Mm. And it's just that there's nothing new being built currently at the moment. I think we're just coming off the back of COVID ourselves. And certain sites are finishing off and new sites are, are finding it hard to get started. And probably asking, can they get started with such a mass increase in, in costs across the board? Mm. So you need new to sell old and vice versa. I'm sure it's the same with cars and everything else. Yes you need a happy medium and we don't have the the new stock in the same volume as we did in 15, 16, 17 and 18 and so on. Mm, so supply is not there yet. No. That's the thing that's going to change the dynamic in your opinion. Will we see prices coming back? I suppose that's what everyone's listening today wondering are we just on this trajectory upwards? We saw what happened in the past. Is there a danger that that could happen that the arse could fall out of it again? Well, as Look, if you had have asked me six months ago, I would have said, no, we're quite stable. I, I would hope at this level that we are stable, that l- the prices are levelling out. There's definitely this variant of why product has shot up so much 
Um, a guy said to me the other day, he said a sheet of insulation used to be 24 euros. Now it's 94 euros. It's the same sheet of insulation. Um, so obviously the, the, the supply chain is having a knock-on effect and unfortunately it's the man at the very end or the lady purchasing the product that is paying the price. So we do need to see something happen within the supply chain um, to get supply back up. Mm. And, you know, I fit, my heart goes out to young people trying to get onto the property ladder. They want their own place and it's very, very difficult, you know, getting together a deposit, being approved for the loan as well. And really, something's got to be done there to help. And I know, like, best brains in the country are on this at the moment to try and do it. What would you do if you had a magic wand? Have you any solution? The, the Michael O'Leary touch to it. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't. It, I mean, really, we we need private landlords along with institutional landlords, mm. uh, and that that market doesn't exist because it's it just it doesn't make financial sense. And then, I, I mean, I'm still scratching my head, and I'm reading the papers, listening to yourselves, trying to see why product has shot up so quickly, and maybe it will peter out over the next six months mm. uh, come down to a more manageable level because at the end of the day we're, we're, we live in a part we're not in Dublin 4 we're in a part of the country where industry and all is at a level so prices have to match that level yeah uh, and uh, for that to happen, we, we we need to see control across the board. Mm. The, our industry is extremely well controlled. Um, uh, the, the, the house that's handed over is certified from foundation up to roof. Mm. But now we've this other variant that's not controlled, which is product. And it's 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 just out the door. Yeah. So you're saying underpinning this is the cost of God. When you mention that insulation there alone, that's only one aspect. You yeah. know what I mean? And and the drive up in prices there is simply incredible. Mm. Um, are you hearing much from people who are you know with the whole home working thing? You mentioned COVID there, and us just emerging from that building wise. Are you hearing much from people you know uh, working from home now uh, rather than commuting, looking to buy, and also people moving out perhaps from the city area, Dublin, uh, into counties like Louthermead? Well, I always thought a hybrid was a make of car or a type of engine you bought within a car, but obviously it's been applied now to work. Definitely within the last three months, we have seen um, more people escaping the city, mm. uh, coming down with big equity uh, with their sale of their property. Right. And they are looking to buy a four or five bedroom house. Um, they want that extra wee bit of space for home office. We've great facilities in the Northeast. Broadband is excellent. And um, everything around us, our facilities, all the amenities are, are as good as you're going to get anywhere. So why wouldn't they um, come up? Um, but we know from our one-off houses, um, second-hand houses, that I think part of the price push on that is you have a new buyer. You have this remote worker that wants to get out of the city and into the the real suburbs, you know. Yeah, I have to say your thoughts are really interesting. Now, hold on a second. Mm. There are people climbing the walls trying to buy a house. You're doing something on walls this Friday, uh, yeah, and you're doing it. <laughs> you're doing it for a very good reason. Tell us the story, Jerry. Uh, our DNG network of eighty offices put a note out and asked, "Would a few people come forward and help with a charity event?" Mm. Sure. Keith here thought I'd be holding a bucket at a set of traffic lights or something, <laughs> giving out some change. No, they want us to abseil down the Smithfield Tower, which is about a 190-foot drop. Yes. I use the word drop because that's the way we have to come down. Uh, and I'm not big with heights. And what we've done is we broke it into uh, the different regions, Leinster, Munster, uh, Ulster and Connacht. And somebody from each uh, from each area t- took on with it. So this year I've taken on with this. So I'm sure Donald Brady and Drogheda will get pinned with it <laughs> some year if he's listening. But look, what I, what, I, what I say is it's a great cause. And if you ever have had to experience um, hospital, especially with children, mm. and you need some sort of respite, what, what Crumlin do... I did experience a small bit myself with Temple Street with with, with with my son when we attended every week and just did what parents have to go through and to have a facility like the Ronald McDonald House uh, what, what they do to help parents is yes. good. So any little help will, will do, you know. So yeah. We said, right, okay, it's 180 foot, we'll do it. And as I'm talking to you here, I'm still, the back of my throat's drying up. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Will you get 
get a practice run or is it just a one-off away you go? <laughs> I, think, I think after the first time you want to go back <laughs> up and have another go. <laughs> I, I, no, we're told we're, we're given a very good induction okay. and then we have to walk up, I think it's 250 steps or something like that yeah. and then, then, we, then we come back down. They tell us that it'll take about 10 minutes to abseil. I thought it was 10 seconds. I thought I'd be coming down at high speed. But no, I, no, Keith, please, please, <laughs> look, don't get that out of your head. It'll take a little bit of time. No, so, the, uh, the, 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 obviously, the, my insurance broker is probably tuned in, <laughs> checking, checking the policy. For sure. Anyway, it's in aid, in aid of the Ronald McDonald House at Crumlin, and it has helped and will help so many, many families yeah. in a time of distress, and it's just invaluable. And how can people support you or throw a few pounds into the kitty? Very simple, just hop onto any social media platform with DNG in it, um, DNG Duffy there, you'll see a link um, on my page, my personal page, our work page, and you just click it, small donation button, 5 euro, 10 euro help, um, and they're coming in now, we're well over where we thought we'd wear, which is at 5,000, we're at 7,000 plus, and we're heading towards 10. Good on you. And if we get to 10, we'll push it a bit more. Ah, listen, every euro is appreciated. Anything you can do, DNG Duffy, the link is there, DNG, if you Google that, and you'll see it's happening this Friday. What time do you start at the top of the I tower? Think, I think I think my, my descent is around 11, 11.30, and I'm sure we'll have somebody with a Facebook Live or something, because yes. one guy in particular... He says, I'll pay you double once you do it. Good, <laughs> right. good, good. You're I, good. Said, I said, for, for that man, I'll do it twice. Ah, indeed <laughs> you will. Anyway, just a, by the way, before you go, I met a lovely lady called Elaine Carroll at uh, Keith uh, Barry's book launch in Dublin the other night. Isn't it a small world? It is. Because yeah. she met you last week and she yeah. sat down beside me. Good God, this con- connectivity in life is amazing, isn't it? It is. And you know what? It was through the lockdown, um, items like that was great. Uh, mm. We, we, we pushed ourselves forward and, and thankfully, uh, with uh, Elaine and that, we, 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 we won a couple of awards, um, throughout, uh, 2020 and 2021. But do you know what was really good out of the whole lockdown, in my industry anyway? We, we all rang each other and spoke to each other and mm. had like a virtual coffee once a week. Yeah. We drink a lot of coffee in our industry, but we had a virtual one once a week. And it was good just to touch base with everybody because a lot of people were having a lot of doubts and didn't know yeah. what way next week was going to go. So it was it was really interesting. Ah, that's good and to Elaine's, hear. Elaine's lovely and every yeah. day at the, at the end, the Institute as well. Very, very helpful. Yeah, All-Ireland Business Foundation yeah. co-founder okay. Elaine Carroll. She's a lovely lady yes. and I was delighted to meet her the other night but I thought it was such a coincidence when I said to her, actually, Keith is joining me on the show next week. But there you go. Anyway, Friday, good luck to you. Take your time coming down. Thank you very much. Cheerio. <laughs> Take bye. care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Keith Duffy there from DNG. Duffy in Dundalk. Lovely guy, isn't he? Some interesting thoughts uh, about the last number of years and property. If you have thoughts, don't forget the numbers. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. 1850 If you'd like to call in, we're talking Brax shortly. Stay with us. Aloisa was down at the lights in the heart of Drogheda on Friday night on the steps of St. Peter's Church 9,000 lights for all those who passed away I saw the picture it was fab oh my oh my I have to say it was one of the most emotional moments I can remember for some time just to stand there and contemplate all of the people who'd passed and I was talking to Natalie Kelly and the draw the dolls were there as well they're remarkable people Oh, they're they are, yeah. They're remarkable, remarkable people. They really are. They do so much good that's yes, not seen. Not seen, never talked about. But that was a public display and people got up and spoke about the loved ones they lost. And, mm. oh, it was just so touching. It really was the two evenings. Something unique and something brilliant. And, oh, it was wonderful, I have to say, to be there. Did you also hear over the weekend, you didn't hear the story about Doreen Loftus, No. I think I did. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I did. She's she, Fisherman's she, Friends? Yes, she's, yeah. she's the woman. I, I, I'm not sure whether it's her or her husband. It's her family anyway. But she passed away and she was the the heiress or the owner of Fish, Fisherman's Friend. That Did you ever have a Fisherman's Friend? I was trying to think of that. I, I don't think so. It's, it's hot, is it? They're very, very... Yeah, the lozenges, the lozenges, and the hot lozenges. They are fisherman's friend. Um, I've never tasted them, but I I hear the hot. Anyway, pack it in my head, but I just can't. You know that's yes. But they're very popular, obviously. But anyway, she passed away. And listen to this, folks. We often talk about if you won money Mm -hmm. or what you'd do. This woman 
has just given £41 million to the town of Fleetwood, where she came from. Wood Fleetwood, Wood, Wood Fleetwood. (laughs) You bet. Well, Doreen, God bless you in heaven. I'm sure you are. And what, what are they going to do? Like, she gave it to the council, was it? She or gave she, it, she, she bequeathed it, it to the area and it's going to be used to do good in Fleetwood. Oh, that's good. £41 million. Pounds. God, Fisherman's friend, what a legacy that is. And talking about friends, I met Mr Paul Shields on Saturday evening and he's a big fan of Late Lunch and you in particular. Do I know him? Yes. Paul. Hello, Paul. He's listening this afternoon. He's from Delic originally. He works in Navin and he's a big Nottingham Forest fan and he's a big Paddy Goodwin fan as well. Do you know something about Paul, Louise? He what? knew more about late lunch than me and you put together. <laughs> That's because we, we're just... <laughs> it's not the same as by us, like. but Paul knew it inside out. He's a great fella, he really is, and I'm delighted to say hello to him today and keep listening, Paul, and appreciate all your love and kindness and uh, thoughts to us. I was delighted to meet him on Saturday night, I really was. And he loves our Louise, he loves our Louise on the air, he really, really does. Scarlet. I... You'll be warm anyway. If you're scarlet, you're normally cold, as they say. It'll do you no harm. Brack, are you a fan of eating bracks? Do you like bracks? Can't stand them. I hate them, Jerry. I hate fruitcake. Jeez, oh, the talk about taking the wind out of me sails. Sorry, Jerry, but you I don't hate like bracks. No, I don't like fruitcake of any. I remember as a kid, um, and obviously with the ring and the brack. So I'd be the one, the whole mess on the table. I'd pull it apart, find the ring, and just leave the mess. Look, are look. you wearing it? Two rings. I have two brack rings on my little finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm collecting them. I got two already in the brack. We're going to be talking about bracks in a little while with Kevin Dundon, the famous Kevin Dundon, about making a brack. He says it's a cinch. Louise, even you could make it. Honestly. I, I doubt it. Oh, no, Kevin says you can. You'll have to listen to Kevin. Kevin says you can. Anyway, we're talking about bracks. And so I wonder if people, anyone out there, make their own brack still. Anyone make a brack out there? I'd say there's loads. And if if you don't, have you a favourite brack? I'm going to put my cards on the table here. McCloskey's, who I love, do a lovely rich fruit brack and a plain brack as well, you know, with just the currants in it. The rich fruit has cherries and all that type of stuff in it. It's jammed with, with lovely fruit. Is it called a tea brack or a barm brack? No, barm brack. Barm They're brack. barm bracks, right? I love them. I love O'Neill's Havana Gas and Brack. I just love it. It's simple with fruit. I think there's a cinnamon twist in it, to be honest with you. Have you a favourite brack? I'm asking two questions today. Do you make bracks? Anyone out there make their own brack? Secondly, have you a favourite brack that you buy from somebody or other? I love McCluskey's. I love O'Neill's. Anything else I should be considering or that you love in terms of a Halloween brack? Let us know. We want to hear from you. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. That's 086-1800-658. Or you can call in on 1850-715-958. Kevin Dundon's with us shortly. But before Kevin, will he? Won't he? Is it Croker or not? Yes, it's Mr. Brooks. And the dance. I love this one. And I love Brack too. Hope you do. Come on, let's hear from you. Looking back. Kevin Dundon from Dunbrody House is on the line. Kevin, great to talk to you again. Yeah, likewise. How are you? I'm really good. Halloween week and I saw you posted a lovely recipe for a Brack. Oh, Kevin, is there anything nicer? There's nothing nicer, particularly with a nice slab of butter on top of it. It's delicious. Do you know what? It's so easy to make. And that's what's brilliant about this recipe. Anybody can make it. Kevin, can I say to you, I dabble and I do my best in the kitchen, but I'm afraid of the baking end of things. What do you say to the likes of myself? Should I give this a go? Give this one a go because there's no kneading, there's no nothing. It's literally everything into one bowl and you stir and put into your baking dish into the oven. It's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. So this one is for everybody. And it's really simple to do. So you just get your sultanas and your, your mixed fruits of sultanas raisins, put that into a bowl and soak that in uh, tea overnight. So the raisins take on all the flavor of the tea. And then uh, the next day, you just get a bowl and you put in the other ingredients, which is your mixed spice. So there's also there's pumpkin spice mix that you can buy in the supermarket. It's quite nice. And then you, you 225 grams of all-purpose flour, brown sugar, one egg, lightly beaten, and two teaspoons of baking powder. And basically, you put all those ingredients into a bowl, stir those around, and then add in your uh, fruit into it and stir it 
and it's, it kind of looks like uh, kind of like a sloppy mess nearly. <laughs> the mixture kind of just falls off the spoon. And then if you just line your one pound tin with a parchment paper, pour the mixture in and into the oven at 150 degrees for one hour. And that's it. As simple as that. It sounds too good to be true. What about the traditional, <laughs> Kevin, additions? You know, uh, the ring, the pea, the piece of cloth, money. Do you do that? You can do it, but if you're going to do it, just if you get those, uh, like the stick or the cloth, just wrap it in a bit of parchment paper in the ring, and then just once the cake mixture is in your tin, you can actually pop those in. It's basically, if you go back in the history of Barn Bracket, it originates here in Ireland. It's actually called speckled bread. So it's actually kind of a bread, but it's, uh, if you go back, we actually put baking powder in now, but back in the 19th centuries, they wouldn't have had baking powder. So they used the froth off a of fermented beer, and that's called a barm, and that's why it's called barmbrack. It goes back years and years and years, and it's just, it's just a beautiful uh, tea cake to make year-round and just have it in your press, and it also stays fresh for up to three weeks. So it's, uh, it's perfect in that respect. Your advice is very good there. You don't want to be putting a pea or a small ring or a tiny coin in there because there could be consequences. Wrap it in the uh, parchment, as you say, and then put it in and bake it. It's a real old tradition. I have a ring. I, I'm collecting the rings, Kevin, already. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there was great excitement around the, it's kind of like a fortune teller's cake, so it's a bit of a bit of a game as well on Halloween so it's kind of nice to bring back the harsh traditions It certainly is Now again you started off by saying to me the way you'd eat it Butter is your preferred choice Do you heat the brack or do you just like it cold with butter on it? Oh I like it cold with butter on it uh, I don't like the butter to melt into it so I like it to sit on top I know it's probably not good for the old cholesterol but it's delicious so. <laughs> <laughs> You never add a conserver a jam or anything like that to it? Well, if I was going to do that, I would actually add uh, just a bit of apricot jam. So put the apricot jam on before the butter and then, then eat it. Apricot jam would be actually really nice. With it, so. And would you ever give it a little toast after a few days just to freshen it up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you really bring back memories. <laughs> it's like that and hot cross buns, kind of similar, similar sensations are, are memories. You know, toasted, toasted barn bracket is delicious. It's really, really nice. Mm, and of course a good mug of scald with it <laughs> yeah exactly take the tea bag out first <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and Barry's tea for me I'll say that again yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll second that one so. will you yeah good man yeah. but uh, this time of year you know the evenings are coming in and as the days are shorter it's getting cooler there's nothing nicer than a bit of comfort like the brack it's always nice to have it in the house because you don't know who's going to pop in and it's nice to have a bit of a bit of uh, Sweetness in the house with, with, as you say, a nice cup of tea. And because it stays fresh for so long. Well, Kevin, you know what? I am going to make one of your Brack recipes this week, I promise. I'll come back to the listeners and tell them how I've done. Fingers crossed. Wish me well, Kevin. Best of luck. I'm sure you'll have no problem. Kevin, happy Halloween. Thanks for joining me. No problem. Take care. I'm going to give it a go. I have Louise here. Here it, it sounds. Have you like written it down the recipe. Two hundred and fifty mils of strong cold tea and four hundred grams of mixed fruit. I have to leave that overnight mm-hmm. in the fridge to infuse. Then a teaspoon of mixed spice or pumpkin spices, uh, if you want to. Uh, two hundred twenty-five grams of flour, one hundred seventy-five gram brown sugar, one egg lightly beaten, and two two teaspoons of baking powder. Mix it all together into a tin with parchment. An hour in the oven. And away we go. I'm going to give it a go before the weekend. I yeah, am. Yeah. yeah. How many yeah. rings are you going to put in? Will you taste it for me? Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll taste if it. If I make it, will you bloody will taste it? Right, I'll taste it for All you. All right, that's okay. I'll hold me nose. I'll put one. I'll, I'll <laughs> put, and I'll put it. a ring into it as well for the cracks, I will. But listen, you were talking to Betty there in Carrick McCross. I was. Betty sent us in um, a text to say she makes her own yeah. all the time. And mm. uh, she wouldn't come on air. But she said she makes it all year round. And she as soaks the fruit in the cold tea overnight yeah. and then adds in the egg and the flour and the cinnamon and orange rind. Mm. Orange rind. Orange rind. Oh, yes, cinnamon mm. and orange rind. That's a lovely combination there. You put something in my head. McCluskey used to do a lovely tea brack. It was a moist tea brack. You know what I mean? What's the difference between a tea brack oh, and a Oh, different and a barn brack. There is a difference. The tea brack was moist. 
lots of fruit in as well, dark in colour compared to the barmbrack that's generally lighter, you know, in in the um, in the uh, make of it. It's lighter looking and, and when you cut it, the slices are lighter like bread. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like speckled bread, as Kevin said there. But the tea brack is different, Louise. There is a distinction. Aren't I right? Am I right? Hello out there. I am right, I think. There is a big difference between a tea brack and a barm brack. There certainly is. You heard Kevin saying there that the barm refers to the froth from fermented ale. That's what they mm. used years ago because they hadn't got... Oh, no, because you have the bicarbonate or soda or whatever goes into it. That's what they used at that stage. But here's the thing for you. Did you know what the difference... You know, he talked about putting in his the little note... The that, yeah. If you put a pea in, right? Yeah. The person would not marry that year if you got the pea. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't be married that year. The stick, you would have an unhappy marriage or continually be in disputes. <laughs> See, there's a lot of people and they got the, the, the sticks during the years. Anyway, uh, the cloth or rag would have been bad luck or to be poor. The bean, you would have a future but without any money. The ring. Is there any good news in this? Hold on, the good news is coming. It's all bad news if you get those things in the brag. But the ring, you'd be wed within a year. And the coin, if you got the coin was the one to get, Louise, that would mean you would be rich and enjoy good fortune. They are the traditions around the different things. Stay away from the brag. (laughs) No wonder you don't eat it. I'm just thinking that myself. It's more bad news in a slice of brag than good good news. But here's the thing. Here is the thing. It just sums up the world today. None of those things we mentioned are really allowed now on grounds of health and safety. Yeah, in case you choke. The only ones you can put in is the toy ring. And actually, it's wrapped. You notice that? It's Mm. in a piece of good lump of paper. Unless you're a savage for bacon and cabbage, you won't swallow it. You know Mm. what I mean? And that's the only thing that's found in the ring. That's the the only thing. And I'm looking at the ring. Sure, if you swallowed it, it too would pass. (laughs) I am sure. I am sure it would, yes. Um, but those are the traditions around the different things that people put into bracks. And the last thing I'll say about bracks, here's another one for you that I never knew. Um, it's a tradition actually on New Year's Eve, or it was a tradition in Ireland on New Year's Eve, that uh, a large balm brack uh, would be baked by the woman of the house, made by... And as nightfall approached, the man of the house would take three bites out of it and uh, throw it against the, the front door. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my cook <laughs> <laughs> while invoking the Holy Spirit this was to ward off poverty or starvation there you go so there was another tradition around New Year's Eve with the brack as well anyway I do love brack and thank you you're telling me about your favourite bracks because I'm sure a lot of people don't make them you know but like to buy them as well and I'll tell you what you're talking about after this break thank you if you have a favourite brack as I mentioned I love O'Neill's from Anna Gasson and McCluskey's here in Drogheda lovely bracks they do both of them I have to say have you a favourite let me know 086 1800 658 WhatsApp or text me and we'll be back in a minute to do a little more brack on late lunch Peter's our new correspondent on Wait Louise. He's back to us. Nice to hear from you, Peter, this afternoon. He says, why is every woman I know obsessed with the weight? They can talk about nothing else, only the weight. Who gives a hoot if you're 25 or 7 stone, says Peter. Advertising has a lot to do with that. Is he right? Are women totally obsessed with the weight? Not all women are. Not all. There's men obsessed with the weight. Two. There is, yeah. There are men. Maybe not as much. But anyway, thanks, Peter. Thanks for the comment. Always appreciate hearing from you on the show. Uh, back to the bracks. Oh, before I do, oh, Rose, thank you. Rose sent me a lovely picture of a beautiful kestrel in our garden yesterday, Louise. Bird of prey. Oh, a beauty. Fab. And well done to you to get the picture from Rose. I absolutely love it. Love the wildlife stuff, as you know. Anyway, back to the bracks. There's somebody saying, Hi, Jerry, my sister in law makes brack for all the family. Who's your sister in law? Tell us our name. We'll give her a shout out on the show today. Uh, somebody else saying there, Hi, Jerry, you can't beat a slice of Dunn Stores Brack and a nice cup of tea. Yum, yum. I agree. Louise, you have to get there. You have to get there. <laughs> brack and a lovely cup of scald. I'm going to change my mind about Brack. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try and bake one for her and see what she <laughs> thinks. Um, and you have to have the tea with it. Yeah, oh, you must. You must have the tea with it as well and a little butter on the top of it, as Kevin was saying. I love Foxford County Mayo Bracks. Yeah, Foxford do all those, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, fruitcakes and everything. But a listener says they absolutely loves them. That's from Tricia and me. Good on you, Tricia. Thanks for letting us know. Brenda says, Jerry. 
it, you have to toast it with real butter on the top. Does it not fall apart when it's toasted? Oh no, it doesn't. You just have to be careful. You the smoke, your smoke alarms aren't going <laughs> off. <laughs> I have a toaster, and I'll tell you, it's getting near the point. Sledgehammer time. I'm going to put the sledgehammer through it. I can't take much more. Because if you turn the knob a little bit one way or the other, it's either white or it's black. (laughs) Black or white. It's either not toasted or burned. And if you put the brack in, oh Louise... Have the have the fire extinguisher on standby. You'd have I'm to t- put it on its side. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that toaster of mine, your days are numbered, I <laughs> promise you. Anyway, Brenda loves it toasted with some real butter with some hot tea. Joe's with me. Love O'Neill's with you all the way there, Jerry. It is lovely. The O'Neill's brack is lovely. If you have a penchant for a brack, let us know. Do indeed. 086-1800-658. Do you have that problem with toasters? Yeah, actually, I was just thinking of to get a new toaster and kettle. Does anyone have that problem? Have you? Can you tell me about a toaster that won't burn the you know what out of a piece? Of, or if you, it, you know, I mean, it's only yeah. a tiny adjustment. It's either incinerated or, or no use. To or it. the top doesn't get anything. Oh, stop just the lights! White bread. I just—it's one thing in my kitchen. It's heading for the exit door. Not put it under the grill in the cooker. <laughs> I should only have to put on the grill, warm <laughs> up the grill. Destroy the planet, Louise. Destroy <laughs> the planet. Forget about... I know it's nice in the grill. I like it actually only one-sided toasted, but the... My kids call that are. squishy toast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's lovely too. It really is. That's all we had when we were youngsters. We didn't have things called toasters. Are you joking me? Anyway, it is Irish Music Month on LMFM Radio, and Irish Music is always at the heart of gatherings. It really is. It's been hammered for the last 18 months, and we're supporting Irish artists and bands we love. It's Irish Music Month, supported by the BAI Sound and Vision Fund. Excel Retail and Hot Press Magazine. For more information on what we're doing, check out the LMFM website. And don't forget the green scene with Eddie on Saturday. More great Irish music there every Saturday with Eddie Caffrey. Today on Late Lunch, we're bringing you one of our final five in the national competition. One of these acts are going forward to the final. Very shortly, they'll be named. Today, we're going to hear from Lunar Effect. It's a combination of five established musicians of various musical backgrounds, each influencing the band's unique sound with elements of progressive rock, punk and funk to produce the powerfully lyrical Sunshine Never Cries from Lunar Effect. Now back to your bracks. Uh, Paula, how dare you? How dare you, Paula, to think that I would put a laxative in the brack and give it to Louise? Are you codding me? Miss Louise Walsh, come in here and defend my honour, will you? <laughs> Jesus, when I saw that, I nearly... Someone knows you better than I do. <laughs> Never, Paula. And then the other one here replies to Paula, telling her she could do it a laxative after all the rubbish she had yeah, the weekend. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> anyway, Kathleen Lynch makes her own brags. Hello, Kathleen. She's going to try Kevin Dundon's this year and bring it to Lock Arrow. I met Kathleen in Lock Arrow uh, on a number of occasions. That would be lovely when we're back there. Please, God, next year. Kathleen, let us know how you get on. And Matty, you're all right, Maddie. Maddie says he used to toast the toast, Eloise, on the open fire. You know, you'd put it on the little oh, two-pronged prong. fork and he said it was lovely. He now has a top-of-the-range toaster. Mm. And he says it's useless. <laughs> and he said, like myself, the sledgehammer's on the way. <laughs> what is it about toasters? I don't know what it is about them. Anyway, thank you for all your comments. We love hearing from you on Late Launch. Now, Artist of the Week time on the show. And I'm staying Irish again this time round because uh, October is Irish Music Month here on LMFM Radio. Now, my Artist of the Week this week were formed in Derry in 1974. They were five friends from the Bogside in Cregan who initially played covers at local venues from 1976. They didn't have a name until their lead singer was asked, Who are you? after a gig and he replied, The Hot Rods. That didn't last long. He subsequently changed the name of the group shortly afterwards to Little Feet. But they had to drop that quickly as it infringed on an existing group's name. Trouble there, legal trouble. In late 1976, they did decide on a name which became a household name ultimately. They started playing a particular song as well, written by one of them, round about mid-1977, which gigs went mad for. Uh, And they actually recorded this song then in 1978, sent it out to numerous record companies, 
only to be rejected by every single one of them. Oh, how wrong they were. However, a famous BBC DJ on Radio 1 received it, loved it, and the rest is history. Good on you, John Peel. Yes, my artist of the week this week at the fabulous Undertones. Simply marvellous, the undertones and teenage kicks. And I have to be honest, what put me in mind of that, Paddy Goodwin has had his belated 60th birthday party, fantastic, on Saturday night. And Brendan McCarroll got up with him and gave us a version of that song. And it just put it in mind for me, the undertones. What a fabulous song it is. And John Peel, the late John Peel of Radio 1 fame on the BBC, made that song. He, and he said, to quote him afterwards, the greatest song he's ever played. Imagine Peel saying that about that song. Anyway, more from and about the undertones on late lunch tomorrow afternoon, round about this time. The Loud County Council Decade of Centenaries programme for 2021 is culminating shortly in a symposium called Borders 100. What's it all about? To tell me more in a moment, I'll be joined by Dr Thomas Tormey, who's a historian in residence. But first, good friend of ours on late lunch from Loud Libraries, Amanda Brannigan. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Are you in the cupboard with the phone? <laughs> just about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get a picture of that as I sit here just as we speak. Anyway, tell our listeners what this is all about, please. Well, we're in the kind of final years, really, of the decade of centenaries, which started in 2013 and is running until 2023. So Loud Library Service lead on the Loud Decade of Centenaries programme, which is funded by the Department of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gaeltacht, Sport and Media. Very long title for that department. Mm. Um, so basically, um, along with our, ourselves and libraries, our colleagues in the museum, the archives, um, the art service and communities. We run a programme each year um, which deals with all the various themes of the decade um, mm. of centenaries. So for the next kind of couple of years, we're really, to the, to the end of the decade, we're really in the most sensitive phase, I suppose, as far as the government is concerned, um, you know, which marks the centenary of the struggle for independence, or for independence, obviously partition, um, very relevant at the moment, and the foundation of Northern Ireland. Um, so as part of that, a part of our programme this year, um, we were able to uh, get uh, Tommy, who um, you'll speak to now, a historian in residence, to work with us uh, throughout the whole year. And he has just been amazing in, in the work he has done and um, really in pulling together the history of the period for, for Loud and uh, really the country and particularly um, looking at the border regions. Um, and he has run uh, various programmes throughout the year in terms of a lecture series, podcasts, school resource packs, and now um, culminating in this symposium, which will start tomorrow. And it, it's an online symposium that runs from tomorrow until the 6th of November. How do yes. people access that? It's through a platform cr- called Crowdcast. So you can either find it on our website or on our Facebook page, or if you just log on to www.crowdcast, C-R-O-W-D-C-A-S-T dot I-O backslash Loud Library Service. It's it's a, you know, it's a typical kind of media platform yes. where the, talk, the talks will all be live. Mm. There's various talks. There's some are just one person, um, you know, speakers, and yes. then we have a number of panel discussions as well. And then they're all found on the Crowdcast platform. They'll be, they'll be, they're all recorded as well as being live. So, it, it, you know, if you can't catch each one each okay. day, you can go back and, and follow it again. So, you know, they're very, very accessible. And is the program there with times? Is that there as oh, well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's, there's various. Some are in the evening. Some are in the afternoon. Okay. You know, you know, and, and I suppose the best thing we found certainly in terms of because. We're running everything vir- practically virtually at the moment and, and have been over the past year and a half, as you know. Um, you know, we can reach out to a much wider audience than we would have been able yes. to if we were inviting people into the actual branches and live. I mean, Tommy will, will testify we've had um, audiences from Australia, America, mm. UK, you know, that we would never have had. Yes, of course. Know, of course. In person. I mean, I know every, it's not in virtual isn't for everyone and... and 
you know, that's that's the hard part of it all. But um, it has been great. And, and, you know, for something like this, we really are trying to reach out to the diaspora and, and our, our colleagues and neighbours in Northern Ireland as well, because we this border symposium really is in collaboration with mm. um, Newry and Warren District Council and Libraries. Northern yes, Ireland. yes. And that's crowdcast.io, is that what you said? .io. Yeah. .io, that's, yes. .io backslash Loud Library Service. Okay. Or even look up our own uh, Loud Library Loud libraries on Facebook or on the Loud Cocoa website. All the details. Lovely. Are there. Loads of way of accessing it there. Yeah. Tommy, we just have a few minutes. Nice to talk to you on the show today. It goes without saying uh, when there's one day you can travel freely in all of Ireland and the next day there's a border in place. Seminal time and lots of angst and strife around that period. Yeah, and that's what we're going to try and bring out in the symposium. It's going to be difficult to cover things. I mean, some of these issues aren't easy, but I think what we're trying to do is cover it from a few different angles so so nobody can feel that their perspective wasn't given an airing. And at the time, you know, it's... I often try to put myself in my shoes with what was going on because we hear about it all around the world today, the trouble and strife, but this was very real for the people at the time in a different age not with no communications or whatever that we have today. You know, you know, having studied it and been involved in it for yourself, the impact must have been just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it was a different, it was a different time and, I, and what I mean by that is not just the try thing, it was 100 years ago so it was a different time, mm. but what I mean is is you can you can almost sense when you read the sources that it's a different there's a just a different atmosphere yeah. in in the show in the period it's a much more troubled atmosphere and I think that that was kind of building for years because you had the first world war I mean you had the rising which which was only took place for a week but but it would have been you know something that would have shocked people and then you have the first world war with all sorts of things going on even um, you know, food shortages and, you know, the constant bad news like we have now about things where you'd have bad news coming home because you'd have had soldiers dying and you'd have had uh, boats being sunk in the Atlantic. And then it's almost kind of comes closer to home then during from 1920, 21, and then 22 and 23 in the Civil War as well, where you have actual violence and, and, and shootings on the street. And you get, I mean, it's limited enough in Louth, but you do have things you know, happen that would be, you know, that would be talked about for decades after. Mm. And the free movement thing, and uh, Amanda mentioned Nuri and Morn, hinterlands, natural hinterna- hinterlands and connectivity cut off. Absolutely, and I think that's one thing um, Donald Hall, the local historian, is going to uh, bring out in his final lecture of the symposium, which is Friday week, which is on the border and the economy. Because when when the border was cut and cut from a natural hinterland, that obviously um, killed the port in Grenore and port in Dundalk. So that these things uh, had a knock-on effect beyond what we might just what we might think. It's a fascinating time. I know you've done tremendous work, as uh, Amanda mentioned there, during the last year or so, and this is something not to be missed. Crowdcast.io allowed library services. You can go in there and get the details. Join in, listen, enjoy this, be educated by it. It is simply fantastic. And well done to you, uh, Tommy, uh, on your wonderful work with this. And to you too, Amanda, and everybody in Loud County Council and the Library Service for bringing this to fruition at this time. I wish you both well. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining me on the show. Take care of yourselves. That finishes off Late Lunch for today. That is really interesting, I have to say. Do check it out. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we wander down memory lane to cinema in Navin many many moons ago Sinead Kelly in Kells sorry <laughs> I was transferring the cinema story from Navin to Kells what am I like in Kells many moons ago yes we're wandering down memory lane with cinema Sinead Kelly our vet is with us on the show Caroline Boucher she's written a Halloween story and of course I'll be having a wee word with Michael English and more besides all we need is you see you Wednesday midweek late lunch imagine we're only back at and it's midweek take care have a nice evening See you tomorrow. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Talking Cabin. Let Blackstone Motors find the perfect car for you. With over 300 cars to choose from, we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in Drada and Talking Cabin. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie for more details. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.